As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we ride the lightning with Thor Love and Thunder. Kids, get the popcorn now. Let me tell you the story of the Space Viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man, he was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. When he got in shape, he went from dead bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. I'm not like the other gods that killed. You have something worth fighting for. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and his ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore the God Butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. Written and directed by Taika Waititi, Thor Love and Thunder stars Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher, Tessa Thompson as King Valkyrie, Taika Waititi as the voice of Korg, and features Russell Crowe, Jamie Alexander, Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Palm Clementif, Sean Gunn, Vin Diesel, and Bradley Cooper. Now, it shouldn't be a surprise that I am a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I look forward to each and every release with bated breath. So the release of Thor Love and Thunder, our second offering of the Thunder God from the incredible Taika Waititi, is a cannot miss. Now, let's start off with the story. The story itself wasn't anything overly special. It wasn't a cliched mess like a few other movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it wasn't anything particularly groundbreaking either. Acting-wise, it's what you've come to expect from Hemsworth and his ragtag crew, but where this movie exceptionally shines is with Chris. Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher. If you're a fan of Bale, you can expect another home run from the award-winning thespian. His gradual sprint to madness was an absolute pleasure to watch. Musically, it's a Taika Thor movie, and so much like Ragnarok, expect a lot of perfectly timed hair metal. My biggest pet peeve with this movie is its seemingly short runtime of 119 minutes. It ultimately resulted in cut parts for characters like Peter Dinklage's Atiri, Jeff Goldblum's Grandmaster, and Lena Headey in an unannounced role. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't awesome some cheerworthy cameo moments, as there are a few, including a classic MCU mid-credit stinger. Ultimately, this movie is another in the MCU. We've been in it now for almost 15 years, and while Thor Love and Thunder doesn't do a ton to advance the larger plot of things, it does introduce a few new characters and polish a few older ones. As a fan, it was enjoyable, but it fails to top its predecessor. I give Thor Love and Thunder a B+. Well, it finally feels like summer out there, so get out and enjoy the weather. But before you do, the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a trailer release for Clerks 3. 
we did it in the 90s, son! Can't catch my breath, man. Really? Should I try mouth stuff? What is this, a Tinder date? Get off of me. Uh, oh, shit. Mr. Dante! I need an ambulance at the quick stop. Saved my life, man. Wish I had a life worth saving. What are you talking about? Sit around and watch the same movies over and over. I always thought you could have made a cool movie. You're right. I'm living on borrowed time. No more watching movies. I'm gonna make a movie! What's the movie gonna be about? It's about him working here. Meta. Everything in the script is something either me or someone I know said. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Maybe Jay and Silent Bob could be characters. Jay and Silent Bob are like C-3PO and R2-D2. They've been here since the first movie, which was the last time they were cool. But they've been with the franchise so long, they still give them cameos and put them on the lunchboxes. Snoochie Booches! Please tell me why! They believe in you. You put in that stuff you used to say about the Death Star contractors. Get sued by Disney? No way. off your pants. Uh, what the hell is this? I added a scene where you get shot. I'm not letting you kill me off in the third act. What if there's a sequel? A sequel? What am I, a hack? I think it needs more weed. This time around, Randall suffers a near-fatal heart attack, and it soon changes his outlook on life. This seems to be inspired by what Kevin Smith went through in real life after he suffered a near-fatal heart attack of his own. The incident inspires Randall to make a movie at Quick Stop, along with his good buddy Dante, that details their lives as clerks at the convenience store. Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson return as Dante and Randall, while other series stars like Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, Scott Schaifo, and Rosario Dawson all return as well. Clerks 3 releases in theaters on September 13th of 2020. 22. In upcoming projects, The Hollywood Reporter is stating that Captain America 4 has officially found its director in Julius Ona, best known for directing The Cloverfield Paradox. The Earth. It's gone. It's big, blue, full of angry people. Keep looking, you'll find it. Anthony Mackie will be starring in Captain America 4 after the events of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which saw Sam Wilson taking on the mantle of Captain America. It's not clear when production will begin, but the script is set to be penned by The Falcon and Winter Soldier's creators Malcolm Spellman and Dallin Moosen. In casting news, a number of actors are joining Channing Tatum, Naomi Ackie, and Simon Rex in Zoe Kravitz's directorial debut with the provocatively titled thriller Pussy Island. Joining Magic Mike are Christian Slater, Aaliyah Shawkat, Gina Davis, Adria Arjona, Haley Joel Osment, and more, which will follow Frida, a young, clever Los Angeles cocktail waitress who has her eyes set on the prize, philanthropist and tech mogul Slater King. When she skillfully maneuvers her way into King's inner circle and ultimately an intimate gathering on his private island, she is ready for a journey of a lifetime. Meanwhile, in the rumor mill, while speaking with Entertainment Tonight's Kevin Frazier, Top Gun Maverick star Miles Teller has said that he has had conversations with Tom Cruise about making a Top Gun 3, but at the end of the day, it's all up to Cruise. He said, quote, that would be great, but that's all up to T. See, it's all up to Tom. I've been having some conversations with him about it. We'll see. Top Gun Mavericks director Joseph Kaczynski echoed that statement prior to the sequel's release, saying it's all about the story for Tom, and if we can figure out a way to tell what Maverick's up to next, who knows? Top Gun Maverick is actually Tom Cruise's first billion-dollar movie, and that's something that Miles Teller is hoping to use to his advantage. He joked, that's definitely what my team has been saying for these future negotiations. Over in the small screen, Marvel Studios has allegedly added Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio, and Kristen 
and Ritter for the upcoming Echo series starring Eloqua Cox as Maya Lopez, a.k.a. Echo. Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio will be reprising their roles as Matt Murdock, Daredevil, and the Kingpin, respectively, while Ritter would be reprising her role as Jessica Jones. Echo will follow Maya Lopez as her life in New York as a gang leader catches up with her as she returns to her hometown and reconnects with her Native American roots. She's already tangled with Kingpin in a fight in the Hawkeye finale after learning he was responsible for the death of her beloved uncle, William Lopez. Disney also released the title of their upcoming Disney Plus live-action National Treasure series, which will be called National Treasure Edge of History. The series will be an expansion of the movie franchise and center on Jess, played by Lizette Alexis, a brilliant and resourceful dreamer who embarks on the adventure of a lifetime to uncover the truth about her family's mysterious past and save a lost Pan-American treasure. Over at Prime, Reese Witherspoon and Will Ferrell have signed on to star in Nick Stoller's upcoming wedding comedy that currently does not have a title. The plot revolves around two weddings booked at the same venue on the same weekend. Stoller's next project is called Bros, which he directed and co-wrote with star Billy Eichner. Bros revolves around two gay men with commitment problems attempting a relationship. Luke McFarlane and Eichner occupy the starring roles, while Kristen Chenoweth, Monica Raymond, Jim Rash, Bowen Yang, Harvey Firestein, Deborah Messing, and more make up the all-LGBT. BTQIA plus cast. Bros hits theater on September 30th. Meanwhile, according to Deadline, High Fire, which is a project coming from Nicolas Cage, has officially shifted from Amazon Prime over to the Paramount Plus streaming services. Cage would be voicing a vodka-drinking, flashdance-loving dragon who lives in an isolated existence in the bayous of Louisiana. Over at Netflix, while we're well aware that Stranger Things is wrapping up with Season 5, series creator the Duffer Brothers have happily admitted that they have an idea for a spinoff that will be very, very different than Stranger Things. While on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, the Duffer Brothers said, quote, It's not following. I've read these rumors that there's going to be an Eleven spinoff, that there's going to be a Stephen Dustin spinoff, or that it's another number. That's not interesting to me because we've done all that. We've spent I don't know how many hours exploring all of that, so it's very different. They went on to say that the show would be 1,000 percent different, but would still be connected to Stranger Things through the storytelling sensibility rather than the main characters. They also said they don't intend to be the showrunners on the spinoff, and that they want to find the right person to pass the baton to while we go on to do new stuff. Behind the scenes, a Johnny Depp and Amber Heard defamation trial will seemingly continue as Amber Heard's team has filed a motion in order to dismiss the case. According to a redacted filing on Friday from Heard's legal team, Ms. Heard had a right to rely on the basic protection as prescribed by the Virginia Code that the jurors in this trial would be the individuals who were actually summoned for jury duty. In this case, it appears that juror number 15 was not, in fact, the same individual as listed on the jury panel. Miss Hurd's due process was therefore compromised, and under these circumstances, a mistrial should be declared and a new trial ordered. The filing went on to say that it seems that there are two individuals residing at the same address with the very least same last name, one a 77-year-old and another a 52-year-old. While the 77-year-old was the one that was called, the 52-year-old was the one that showed up. Thus, the 52-year-old redacted, sitting on the jury for six weeks, was never summoned for jury duty on April 11th, and did not appear in the list as required. The younger juror made it all the way to the jury without ever being asked to produce ID, or according to the filing, perhaps produced a fake ID in order to sit in on the jury. Keanu Reeves continues to be one of the most loved men in Hollywood following a viral interaction he had with a young fan at an airport. Television producer Andrew Kimmel witnessed and shared the conversation via Twitter between Reeves and the young fan. 
The tweets, which also feature a picture, says Keanu Reeves was on my flight from London to New York City today. A young boy asked for an autograph at baggage and then began to fire off a series of rapid-fire questions. Keanu happily responded to each and every single one. Kimmel then transcribed the conversation that went a little bit like this. Why were you in London? Filming a documentary. I saw online you were at the Grand Prix. Yes, the Grand Prix. F1. Race cars. Do you drive? Not F1, but I like riding motorcycles. Do you live in New York? I live in LA. How long are you going to be in New York? Four days. No, five. Five days. Why are you in New York? Going to see a Broadway show. What Broadway show? American Buffalo. Mammoth. Where are you staying in New York? Midtown. By this time, the boy was running out of questions, so Reeves started grilling him. Why were you in Europe? What galleries did you go to in Paris? What was your favorite? Kimmel then followed up the series of tweets by showing off a picture that he took with Reeves himself. And finally, we end this week on a couple pieces of bad news. First, actor Tony Sirico, best known for playing Paul Polly Walnut's Galtieri on The Sopranos has died at the age of 79. Sirico's friend and colleague Michael Imperioli took to Instagram to reveal the news, saying, quote, it pains me to say that my dear friend, colleague, and partner in crime, the great Tony Sirico, has passed away today. Much like the characters he portrayed in television and movies, Sirico grew up surrounded by a life of crime. Before he turned to acting, he had been arrested close to 30 times and served 20 months at Sing Sing for a felony weapons possession. This weekend, we also lost another member of film mafia royalty, James Khan passed away at the age of 82, while his family broke the news via the actor's official Twitter page, where he memorably signed off each and every time he posted by writing end of tweet. The tweet said, quote, It is with great sadness that we inform you of the passing of Jimmy on the evening of July 6th. The family appreciates the outpouring of love and heartfelt condolences and asks that you continue to respect their privacy during this difficult time. End of tweet. Khan was nominated for an Oscar for playing the mad dog Sonny Corleone in The Godfather and would be considered an icon for that role alone. That said, he also starred in Michael Mann's feature debut Thief, Rob Reiner's Stephen King adaptation of Misery, the Arnold Schwarzenegger epic Eraser, as well as playing Will Ferrell's father in Elf, and voice work in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Rest in peace, Tony and Jimmy. You will both be very missed. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, human handshake to the Asgardian shake, into the snake you cannot trust, and finish with the classic Asgardian high one. <laughs>